0: It is a day of a lot of questions and we're in search of answers today right across the board. Hopefully that gave you some insight into the tennis scheduling and perhaps some of the answers around that. In fact, later on, 2 a.m., Tommy and myself, we're going to do a bit of role playing. Tommy, you can play Novak Djokovic. I'll be on the scheduling side and let's see if we can work out how that meeting would actually pan out because I think you know the answer to that one. Just on the text line, Maxie being hospitalised after a six and out gig might be the best PR they've ever had. That's true. That's true. And Rob says it's cheaper than a hotel room to finish off after watching the fellas. Yes, absolutely. There's been some stick around that one. Let's talk more on the cricket situation as we cover all sport with AAP's Scotty Bailey. Good to have you back on the program for 2024, Scott. Thanks for your time. Good morning, mate.
1: Good morning, mate. Good to hear from you again.
0: Yeah. Hey, Glenn Maxwell, let's start with this one because there's a fair bit to unpack in the world of cricket. I said at the top of the show, I I can't remember outside of Sandpaper Gate, a day across the board where there were so many issues coming at us left, right and centre, good, bad and indifferent. The Maxwell one's an interesting one. Now, I get it. I'm okay with the fact that, you know, you go out and have a couple of drinks or whatever, or you're dehydrated. It's no big drama. There's no, no major no major drama here. But the fact that they put out the statement saying he was going to be arrested from the ODI squad, managed, and then put out another statement saying it's got nothing to do with the fact that this story came out, uh, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't sit well in the communication department for me.
1: Yeah, it's all very bizarre is the best way to put it. <laughs> and to your initial point, it's, it's weird. It almost felt like a day on Rugby League yesterday, to be honest with the <laughs> amount of chaos there was in cricket. Cricket's usually a, a little bit uh, easier and a bit more on-field. But anyway, um, yeah, I think... it Look, I spoke to a few people at Cricket Australia last night. They, they're adamant. You know, and, I, and I said to them, look, this... Anyone would look at this and say, man gets managed out of squad and a few hours later, man is subject to an investigation. And, yeah, it's a pretty obvious what's going on here. But they're adamant that... Um, he was always going, or not always, that last week the decision was made to, for him to rest this ODI series largely because he's still recovering to some extent full fitness from his broken leg suffered about a year ago. Mm. Um, and, you know, you'd like to believe that people are being honest. I think the one thing that suggests that might be the case is that Joe Richardson would also have been ruled out last week when he heard his side, but, yeah. or maybe two weeks ago, even whenever that was. But um, they would have had to have meet to decide who comes into the squad, and that's you know why it's taken a while to announce these replacements. But even so, as you said, that just a bizarre timeline of communication is Just to you know, when really was clear this story was always going to break about mm. what's happened in Adelaide to um, announce yesterday morning without mentioning that or without um, I guess prepping or briefing on that. Um, the replacements was quite bizarre. As for the Maxwell situation, yeah, so he was down in Adelaide for. a Golf event. Um, went to the six and out concert. Um, ended up hospitalised. Following that, there's no suggestion of police interest. There's no criminal behaviour or anything like that mm. in that regard. The investigation is just solely why was he hospitalised and, and what prompted that. And um, you know it'll be interesting to see whether the, the Australian test players are spoken to because they were there. They weren't there with Maxwell so to speak, but they were in the same pub as him or same at the same dig as him. So it'll be interesting to see what Pat Cummings has to say today and then. Mm. Well, the integrity types of Cricket Australia uh, speak to them as well.
0: I wonder what what an investigation, you know, unveils, unless there is something untoward, which it doesn't sound like, but I, I just, I, I, you know, I wonder where the parameters fall in terms of you, you go out, you have a night out, you either have too many beers or you don't have too many beers. But Is the issue for Cricket Australia the fact that he ended up in hospital? That, that seems to be the issue.
1: That's what they're investigating. Okay, so, and, and then to be fair, I think any time a player ends up in hospital, they need to get to the bottom of why. Just from a pure performance point of view, not you know, not necessarily from an integrity point of view, but from a pure performance point of view. Uh, but obviously, if, you know, if it's a case of, um, and, and we don't know the exact details here, but if it's probably a one, which is suggested, then they probably want to get to the bottom of that to some extent as well. But like the message out of Cricket Australia was certainly there is no police involvement, which. Mm. You know, it takes this from being, um, you know, potentially a serious case to a, a case of, of a, you know, not the most serious crime in the world, but something they want to get to the bottom of still.
0: Yeah. And it's Maxi, right? So, you know, he gets the headlines as, as well. And, and stuff always sort of happens to him. In fact, when you speak to some of those players, they go, you know, you say, who's the most likely? And they go, well, yeah, Maxi, Who's the most likely yeah. to fall off the back of a golf cart out of the blue? Yep, yeah, that, that, that'll be him. So we'll have to see where that one goes. You deal with cricket all the time. You deal with Cricket Australia. And you know as well as I do that their communications is really good. I mean, I know mm-hmm. their comms manager very well, and, and their access and all that is excellent. The players are terrific, which is why it's such a head-scratcher that the communications around this one in particular, which is probably a storm in a teacup, but then the Cricket Australia, Australia Day stuff – Got so mixed and muddled, and Nick Hockley was uh, Nick Hockley was very muddled up this morning about it when he was pressed on radio about it. That's that's one of the really interesting points to me. It's kind of like they're, they're they're tripping over themselves here where they don't need to. It's it's like they're setting themselves on fire a little bit.
1: Yeah, the January twenty sixth one. It's just it's such a tricky one, isn't it? Because you know, and obviously, have people have their views and and whatnot. But the reality is that in twenty twenty one. Uh, Cricket Australia made the decision to drop Australia Day from all their uh, marketing uh, around uh, January 26th. And that was controversial at the time. If you recall, Scott Morrison ran on radio and said, I'd advise Cricket Australia to stick to cricket and not politics. And that turned into a whole thing. Uh, And and it's something that bobs up every year. I I think last year was the stranger one for me because that was when they moved a woman's... I can't remember if it was a T20 or one day, but a, a, a white ball international from... It was either January 25 or January 27, and they rescheduled it to January 26, which Ashley Gardner was, you know, unimpressed by. And I think it was a very fair question to say, why on earth have you moved a game to that day when we didn't have one on that day? And then, you know, that that was a real minefield for them. This year, you know, you're right. why, Why have they scheduled a test match for the long weekend? But by the same token, West Indies are here at the back end of January, that's determined by the FTP because, and that's determined by the ICC because it was a World Cup. Um, when January 26 falls on a Friday, um, how do you avoid having a test match on a Friday of a long weekend in late January when a touring team is here for two test matches in late January? So mm. I think it's a bit of a tricky one in that regard there. Um, yeah, I don't think they've handled... Like, Nick Hockley's interview this morning wasn't exactly a great look for Cricket Australia, but by the same token, I remember in 2021 when i like the story that they were dropping Australia Day. And I went to the NRL and I said, oh, where do you guys stand on this? Do you, it, it, yeah. Where do you guys stand on even just social media stuff around Australia Day? And the response was, hey, we're not getting into this one. This isn't in our season. We don't need to be in this mess. Mm. And my memory is going to and looking at club social media accounts um, on January 26th, not very few of them referenced Australia Day. In fact, a few say changed. They obviously South Sydney were very vocal in that area and a few others might have been as well but there's not many who actually reference Australia Day so in in that regard I think um Cricket Australia kind of in a tricky spot there, being a summer sport and having to schedule a match over that long weekend um but yeah how they handle that and how they um yeah each year I think they need to probably Get better at in some regards because it doesn't look great each year. They always sort of find themselves in the middle of a big culture war. Yes. Well, let's be honest, Maddie. We know in those kind of situations there aren't many winners.
0: Yeah, correct, correct. A lot of headlines, but not many winners. Uh BBL thirteen final, so that's locked in. Josh Brown, that was that was just something to watch last night. Interestingly enough, I said to Tommy this morning, I said, I don't know if you saw Nathan McSweeney six. Um, that was straight down. Mate, that was like any other day. That's one of the hits of the tournament. But Brown just absolutely went crazy. He was standing and delivering. He was in the zone. Seriously, only fatigue got him at the end of it. But 140 off, what, 57 12 sixes along the way. It was quite a performance.
1: It was. And it's a great story, too, because, like, the 30-year-old guy, I think when Chris Lynn hit the previous Quickest Century by a Brisbane Heat player... He was playing sixth grade in Brisbane or something, and he would have been, what, 21 or 22 at the time. So, like, old enough that you'd think if he's going to reach these heights, that he'd be in elite level cricket by then, but he wasn't. So, it's a great story in that regard. He doesn't have global contact. Um, Who knows? He he could well after this one. I dare say there might be a few franchise leagues around the world before him now. Mm. Uh, And, and, you know, sets up a pretty exciting final. Tomorrow night, like if it, really, the Sixers need to find a way to stock him. If he does that again tomorrow night, he'll take the game away from them, as you would take it away from any team. And I mean, the Heat really need him to do that when you consider the guys that they've lost to overseas leagues uh, and Test you know, cricket uh, for the finals. So, yeah, incredible hitting. Um, tomorrow night's interesting. I was numbing out some stats yesterday before the world went crazy. That um, that. The Sixers' record when defending scores between 150 and 160, which is what they essentially do at the SCG every time, is incredible. So I'm going to read you some stats. Mm. Um, in the last five seasons, there have been 119 person scores below 160. Of those, only 39 have been defended. So let's <laughs> say they lose 75%. but This is across the league, 75% of the time. For so the Sixers, they have had 13 scores of 160 or below and they have successfully defended 10 of them. So they win 75% of games when defending 160, when across the league, the record's about 25%. So wow. uh, it just shows if they, if, you know, if they bat first hit 150, 160, find a way to stop uh, Josh Brown. It's, feels like it's sort of a pretty simple game from there. But whether they can do that tomorrow
0: night another story. Yeah, I can't wait for it, mate. It looks as though it's going to be a nice night out there. Thanks for those stats. I'll use them in our commentary tomorrow. I'll give you a credit, though. (laughs) I'll blow Dougie Bollinger (laughs) away. He'll say to me, geez, you've done your numbers. I say, hey, mate, yeah, all all over it. S. Bailey, those ones. Uh, Good on you, Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that, mate. Appreciate it. No worries, mate. Have a great day. Scott Bailey joining us there. Uh, I'll get to your text. We need to take a break, Tommy. I'll get to your text after this. Plenty around our cricket. We're in search of answers today. Uh, quite a few people very passionate about the NRL situation heading over to Vegas, asking a lot of further questions. So in our search for answers, we've stirred up more questions. But happy to go through all of those right after this break, right here on SEN.